Family, you, oh, there we go. Whoa. <laughs> good morning. It's so good to see um, some faces that I haven't seen in a while. Isabel's going to be counting my ums for me. <laughs> Rosario, que gusto verla hoy. Uh, I haven't seen Thaili and Ruben in a while. It's so good to be with all of you this morning. Hey, Mr. Ray, you know what happened last month, right? So hopefully I'll be seeing you up here this morning. <laughs> um, so the last time I was up here, I kind of joked around that, like, I'm just the, the girl that helps out with testimonies, but I'm learning to, like, step into that identity. I really, I really, thank you, thank you. I, um, I do truly love being up here. If you knew me um, even eight years ago when I was um, having to take a, what is it, public speaking class in college, that was, I horrific experience, completely dreaded. So the fact that I'm up here, man, that is only by the grace of God. So, all right. Well, um, I wanted to share a little bit so that you get to know me. Um, so every Friday, I meet with a therapist from Fuller um, Psychological Services. Maybe you've heard of it. I know our church is connected. Pastor Chris has talked about it before. And so I've been meeting with her for about two months now because I am a broken person and I need help, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, so about two weeks ago, I, um, I had my Friday afternoon session and I was sharing with her about how I got really frustrated with Larry. Y'all know Larry. He's a great guy, right? <laughs> um, Love him, you know, he's just the best. By the way, I asked him if it was okay to share this, and he, this is how good of a guy he is. He says, babe, if you feel called to share it, you know, if Jesus is calling you to share this, then by all means, go for it, right? Good guy. <laughs> by the way, last time I shared about my husband, Gina called me out. She's like, girl, how could you do that? If I did that about my husband? <laughs> so there is love, there is love and there is grace. Anyway, I digress. So I was sharing with my therapist about how I, I felt really let down um, because I had asked Larry to do something and he, he said he would do it and he didn't do it, right? And I'm sure we've all been there, ladies. Can I get an amen? No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, and this wasn't the first time. I think this is why I, I just felt let down. And I brought this to to my therapist, and without her even knowing, her response, um, she really framed it in the sense of this analogy, a football analogy. And she had no idea that Larry was even um, a football coach in the past. And so she helped me understand that, um, and I really wanna look at my notes here so I don't miss it, because it was gold. So she says that, you know, at some point, a coach and I know you're going to get this in the room because football is so close to so many people's hearts in this room. A coach expects you at some point to execute the drill, right, or the play. After having practiced over and over, at some point the coach expects the player to pick up the ball and execute the play, right? And so if I was to help to create a culture of team in my marriage, my husband needed to, right, and not just me, me and my husband, like he needed to essentially execute the play without being walked through it, 
without being reminded, because that's kind of where a lot of the hurt stemmed from, he, he expected to be reminded, right, without getting into details. And so this idea really just stuck with me, um, that a coach expects you to pick up the ball and execute the play. And so last week, when I heard Pastor Chris say these three words, stop, listen, act. And he talked about how um, we have to be able to listen to the voice of Jesus. We have to stop, right? Drown out all the noise and then act on that and how it may be uncomfortable and how it may not be perfect, but we have to act on what we hear. And so I... I just felt like I needed to, I don't know, this connection was being made by what my therapist shared with me, right? And, and what Pastor Chris was sharing last week. And so as we prepare our hearts for Testimony Sunday, um, church, how many times, I'm just going to kind of continue on this analogy of football, how many times have we stayed on the sideline of our faith? Complacent, not really hearing, because we're comfortable and we don't really need to seek God's voice. Or we're too scared to actually stop and listen and act on it. We haven't executed the drill. Now, I hope you're um, not hearing that I'm like boiling down our Christian faith to like a coach player analogy because as we know like our relationship with Jesus is so much deeper and richer than that but we also have to understand that as we come to church as we are filled up in our life groups as we are listening for this voice of Jesus as Pastor Chris encouraged us to do last week at some point Jesus is going to expect us to know that drill and to execute it. I hope you're hearing that this morning, church. Um, you know, there may be people in this room that have been feeling that nudging, that small push, that you have something to share with us, to encourage us, to lift our spirits up, as Pastor Chris talked about last week, and prophesying, and that that's what it is. It's to lift up the church body and to encourage one another, that you have something to share up here and that it's time that you exec execute that play that drill so as pastor chris urged us to do last week um, we have to make it our business to stop to listen and act on what Jesus is calling us to do if we want to be a part of his team. Whether that is coming up for Testimony Sunday or stepping out of our comfort zone and going to that life group, right? Every week we share about different life groups. And I know it can be scary. It was for me seven years ago. Um, but that is how Jesus is trying to connect with us and pull us out of those comfort zones. And it's like a muscle, like we have to practice. At some point, we have to pick up that ball and execute the play. Jesus is going to take us so far. And yes, there's grace and there's forgiveness and there's love more than I could ever have for Lawrence. <sighs> right? But um, Jesus wants us to pick up that ball and execute that play. 
Um, and this is not the first time we see this. Um, so we're going to look at in scripture of a time when Jesus is, you know, passing that baton, expecting people to um, continue. And so um, if you're able, would you um, join me to honor the reading of God's word? And so here we're going to see Jesus as coach with his 12 players on his team. Sound familiar? The disciples. All right. When Jesus has called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Jesus, as we enter into this time of worship, because testifying and magnifying your name is a form of worship that just brings you so much glory. Jesus, I pray that you would be stirring in the hearts of people, that this morning people would act on that nudging feeling, that sense, that urge to share and Jesus, even after testimony time, as we move into a time of responding to what we've heard through prayer, I pray that you would even then be moving through people, speaking to them, that we would be able to edify and build up our church by encouraging them by what we have heard, whether it's images or words, and that we would have the courage and step out in boldness to just continue to stop, listen, and act on what you are saying to our church this morning, Jesus. We're so thankful that you are here this morning, and we just pray that our words would be um, what magnifies your name this morning on this beautiful Palm Sunday where we recognize that you alone are king, Jesus. Amen. All right, so you may be seated. And um, yeah, we were just in prayer this morning that um, there would be some awesome testimonies and I know that there are in this room. So who would like to share? All right, Angel, right? Come on up, Angel. And then I saw your hand. Hello? Yeah. All right, so uh, I kind of have two testimonies. I'll try and make it short. Um, so for, I want to say the past two years, um, I've been working on getting my Class A. And right before COVID, I got my permit. I was excited. And um, COVID happened, DMV closed, everything kind of shut down. And yeah, I just, I've been, I was waiting and waiting. Finally, DMV opened back up. And um, in that process, 
you know, I was kind of still trying to find myself too, you know. Um, the begin, well, the ending of last year, I got my apartment, and I was kind of like, at that time, I was kind of like, not like kind of iffy about coming to church, and you know, like things weren't going my way. Um, you know, because with the whole process of the class A, and I was just like, oh man, like I, I was in like a funk, you know, and, and I couldn't shake it. And um, then I got, got into D school. D school um, kind of got me, you know, it got me closer to God. Um, started praying a lot more. Um, yeah, I, I took my first test last year, like in July. I almost, well, I, I didn't pass. You know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't pass. Then took my next test in October. And that time I, I, I felt like I experienced an anxiety attack for the first time. I... Uh, I was studying right when I went up. I went completely blank, went speechless. And after that test, I failed. After that test, I got scared, you know? I was like, I guess it's discouraged. I didn't want to go. I, I, I knew I needed to go back, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to fail again, you know, because my, my last try. So, you know, getting into D school, it helped me pray more, you know? And um, yeah, I started, I was praying, I was praying. Um, started studying again. And this past Thursday, I took my test and I passed. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I guess. You know, the, the pressure with that is like, it's something that I've been doing for the past eight, nine years, you know, and, and looking forward to, okay, I'm going to get my class A, I want to start driving bigger trucks, I'm going to make more money, you know, and, and um, I guess it was like a, a life-changing moment for myself and for my kids, you know, so that I can, you know, that, that, that they can be comfortable, you know, and, and I can be comfortable when they tell me they want something, I got it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I studied and, yes, I, I got my, te I, I, I got my, my license. So, um, you know, another thing, too, is is for the past few months, you know, Dave will call me, and, and we talk on Wednesdays, and um, he's kind of, um, like, mentoring me, you know? You know, we get into scripture, do a lot of prayer, even though sometimes I, don't, I feel uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> but he's like, you know, like, um, when it's getting closer to the end of the conversation... 
I'm just like, oh, he's gonna have me. He's gonna ask me to pray, you know. <laughs> or you, or even like at D school, you know, we're at D school, and and I'm trying not to make eye contact, and he's just like, all right, angel, pray for us, you know. And I'm just like, oh, all right, <laughs> you know. So, uh, yeah, but but I mean, it's it's making it easier for me to pray, you know. And and one of the things that since we started talking. You know, one of the things was that I was praying for is for my family to start coming to church. And, you know, as we are getting to this moment, I started looking around and I have my family around me. It's not everyone, but, you know, it's, 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 it's a start, yeah, you know? And, um, you know, God's done a lot of things in my life. And I'm just happy that getting closer to sun, like, it, it, was, it, was, it was crazy because there's little times where I don't realize it, but, like, on Thursday, no, on, when was it, Friday? Friday, we, we uh, one of our aunts had passed away, and we had her funeral. And um, I was explaining to the kids, you know, we, we have to go to church. And we pulled up to Sacred Heart, and they're looking around, and they're like, Dad, this isn't church. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's a different church. And then... And then um, Zach was like, no, can we go to the church with Isaiah? And I was like, <laughs> and, and I was just like, no, we have to go to this one today, you know? So, <laughs> so we're there, and then, uh, and then, you know, they're just like, well, when are we going to go to the other church, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I just, I, I, you know, stopped for a little bit, and I was just like, it's crazy how, how like into it they are, you know, and how aware they are of, of what we do on Sundays, and, and you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing, brother. It's. I think one of the beautiful things, and I got you, Matthew, I'll come down to you in a moment, all right? I love how eager you are. Just um, a side benefit of Testimony Sunday, yes, it's to glorify God and to magnify just what he's doing and how good he is, but man, just hearing all of you clap for our brother when, when we heard that he got his Class A license, like what a beautiful gift it is to be a part of a church that just wants to celebrate all of your small victories too, right? And so, yeah, we're just so proud of you. Um, and that's what this is about. We're a family. So, all right, Brother Matthew, coming down, coming down. We're this way, okay. Well, for those who don't know me, it's um, Matthew Saracho. I've been coming here, good grief, six, seven years, maybe a little more. In fact, my dad no, um, got hooked up with the, the past with Chris um, when my youngest brother uh, was uh, playing baseball. Now, 
How many of you here had me as a friend on Facebook? Any? Okay, some of you. Well, um, to, to tell the truth, Monday, um, even though it may be kind of sad, I actually got hacked. The hacker changed everything, the email, password, you name it. And, you know, uh, ever since August of 2014, I've been conducting a daily uh, Monday through Friday ministry. And what I would do um, normally um, in the mornings is um, put people in a tag and then um, um, put a, few, a passage of scripture or a song that, that may uh, go along with the passage in, in some way, or particularly a prayer every Monday to prepare our hearts for Christ. And I thought, well, because the thing is that this hacker changed both the email and password, and I'm, and I'm no longer to, able to get in. And the next day, I called a few friends, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm quitting Facebook for, for good. But then, <laughs> but then a, a, a few hours later, I, on my new profile, I got a comment from somebody saying, oh, you... You can't, you can't just quit Facebook right away unless, they, unless you've been totally harmed. This world, you, don't, you might not realize it, but this world needs more people like you. And that got me to thinking, perhaps there might be some of you in this room this morning who have, um, have been working or doing things um, to further the, the gospel of, of Christ. You probably are doing a job that God has called you to do, and somehow the enemy has become a hacker. He's hacked um, some part of your life. He's invaded. Um, he's taken away something um, that, that's caused you to, to give up. So I, I encourage you, if, if that's you today, you, you, you cannot give up. You've come too far, and this world truly needs more people like you, whether or not you realize it. They're, they're looking up to us as believers. And because of this daily ministry, I've, in, these, in these past eight years alone, I've gained quite a lot of friends from, on Facebook from across the country and around the world. Imagine um, in, in other areas like Chicago or St. Louis. I've even gained a few from Africa, Nigeria, or in, in Ghana. So... Um, Bottom line, if the enemy has hacked you, don't, don't stop now. You've, you've, come, you've come too far. And just take a little time to remember the, the, the world needs more people like us as believers. And that's as soon as I find out more updates on recovering the old account, I'll let you know. And, and, and possibly I might, um, even though... They tell us to be careful. I might even end up um, getting it recovered by a, a, pro, a pro hacker, but that's a different story. <laughs> but at any rate, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Man, that, that word could preach on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Even if you've been hacked, not to give up. Thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, we'll be um, looking forward to that page getting restored. Oh, come on, family. How else have you felt that small nudging, that push to share 
Oh, come on up, Gus. And how have you acted on that? Thank you. When you were talking about Fuller and your therapist, it, my, uh, my wife reminded me of when we went. We were so broken that she moved to Texas. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> no, she was, she was just doing school here and she, she was planning on leaving before she met us. So. Or maybe that's just her way of being nice. <laughs> no, but. Um, this morning, there was an, an, an image just as we broke from, from prayer. And this is, I believe, for you mothers. There was an image of a mom who was sitting under a tree that was crying and the child was playing. And she was just full of just worry and stress and anxiety and trying to figure out how her child's future is going to be. And then the image expanded and it was, uh, Jesus reminded me of how he was there with her, you know, the green grass that was tall enough for this kid to play, um, the tree where the mom was sitting, how it was giving her shade and, and just comforting her. And it just felt like God was just saying, don't just um, dwell on, on the bad that's happening now, but try to look at the whole picture so you can see where he's at in your life right now and how he's taking care of you. And it's crazy because off of that, there's a really quick short story that I wanted to share. It's a testimony of um, what happened when I was in Poland this past week. Um, it's about making decisions, making a tough choice. I didn't want to share this one because it's very painful. Um, I, had, I had other ideas until... This morning, Jesus is like, no, you're going to share this story. Can you imagine trying to decide from the children that you have which one you're going to save and which, which ones have to stay behind? This one mom from um, Ukraine, she had to make that choice. Out of her four kids, she had to decide which child was going with her to Poland and which ones had to stay behind. When, when she came across where we were, she came in, she sat in the tent, she was sitting down and she was sharing her story and she just, she couldn't stop crying. She just felt that she made this wrong choice. She made um, she wished that she could have made a better choice, that she had the opportunity to, to bring all her children. She just was putting herself down. She was, um, from her, what she was saying, that she was just getting herself and throwing herself away because of the choice she made. But as, as the team sat with her and prayed over her, Jesus was just telling her that he was just, so proud of her for the mom that she, she is. Not the mom that she was, but the mom that she is. Jesus was telling her how, how much he was going to care for her and all her kids. 
And then this also reminded me of why Jesus sent us there to, to Poland in the first place. Just like the scripture that Jessica was sharing with, with the 12 disciples and how, how, how Jesus gave them this gift of healing and to go out and to go heal the world. From the, from the day that we say yes to Jesus, he gives us that gift. But if we don't go anywhere, we keep it to ourselves. You got all these people that, that they need healing, but they're not getting healed because we're so afraid to go anywhere, to do anything. And just you hear these lies from the enemy, and we're afraid to just say yes to Jesus and say, yes, I'm going to go share, share your word, share your love with this person, share your healing with them. And then there was a scripture that came to mind out of Acts 1. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. There was a lot of things that happened. And it was so crazy because you can see Jesus in every moment that we were there. And I, I just thought I had to share this because it's not ending. And even just even if the war ends in Ukraine, there's still healing that needs to be done there. It's not going to end. And that's not the only place. There's other places all throughout the world. And, and the minute we say no, guess what? The world is no longer there for us because we just keep everything bottled up. And we keep, oh, this is my gift. I'm going to use it for myself and for my family only. Well, guess what? That's not why Jesus gave it to you. He, like he was saying, he gave it to you to go out, to go, to go share it with your family, heal your family, heal your friends, and go on beyond that and beyond that and beyond that and beyond that to wherever he sends you. Um, now, there's a lot more that happened but I don't want to take up too much time. So I just, just wanted to share that really quick. So for you moms, just know that he has you and your family. He cares so much for you, even in the moments, especially in the moments when you begin to doubt yourself. There's a reason why you're a mother. Thank you. I was just um, reminded of those three words that Pastor Chris shared with us, stop, listen, and act. And if you know anything about our brother Gus, you know that his life was not what it is now, you know? And so I think just like going back to that football analogy, it's, it takes practice, Right? As you have faithfully stopped to listen and then act upon those words, God has provided and made a way time after time. And so for you to hear the fact that he was in Poland days ago, like that is only by God's goodness over and favor over your life and the fact that you're standing here now to share. It starts off small, just like a football player. And over time, it's like as God calls you again and again, it's like you know the play. You know the drill. And that doesn't make it any easier. But he has prepared you. He has given you that power. And like Gus said, 
we all have that. We all have access to that. And so um, thank you for sharing. Come on up, brother. Where are my ladies at? I'm just saying, come on, ladies. Nope. Go Tigers. Tigers. Football season again. That's right. You're, you're going to. No. You're going to see a lot of Lincoln gear from now until probably like December because we got agility camp uh, every Sunday. So take your kids. Don't forget. We got football camps. All right. All right. All right. Don't promoting that. But so what I got today is actually a, a testimony about um, about reconciliation. Right. And and repentance. It's 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 a little mixture of both. And it's been a couple of Sundays already that I that I could have done this when we've done testimony Sundays, but it's kind of a it was kind of a private matter, so I didn't really want to share because the the it's uh it was uh it's because of my mistake, right? It's something that I did, and sometimes you know you don't want to let people know what you did because you're supposed we're supposed to be Christians, right? So we're not supposed to be a certain way, and we're gonna feel like oh man we're hypocrites and whatever, but. You know what? Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're exempt from making a mistake. It doesn't mean that that um, that you're not you're not gonna fall. You're not gonna stumble. You're not gonna you know what I'm saying? And so in this situation, basically, um, uh, what happened was is uh, I was told something by by my daughter, something that she didn't like that the neighbor might have did, or she kind of took something like you know maybe out of a context or something and. So I jammed up the neighbors, right? It's two brothers, and these are not little kids. These are men, you know? And so um, if you grew up like I did, and a lot of you guys have, then we kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's, you're not going to disrespect because I'm going to take things to a whole another level. And so that's kind of where I went, you know? It, it was like, hey, so you did this. And then one of them popped the firecrackers, like, by, by the door of the house, and yeah, that got me even more mad, so I'm just like, you know, basically it was, uh, I, I called them out on what they did, but then after that, I was just like, you know, I was thinking in my head, like, man, they disrespected, so I'll beat them up, you know, and so, um, yeah, that's kind of where it went that route, but they didn't want to fight, and I'm never really going to hit a guy sitting down, you know, so I gave him a chance, like, hey, you know, get up, and he just kind of stood there, he didn't, and his brother didn't want to either. And so I was just like, in my head, I was just like, okay, you kind of went a little too far now. But me, when I go a little too far, then I could, I just go a little further. And so, man, there I go. And so I'm walking away, right? And then I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, you know what? I said, you know what? I, I better not even see anything happen to any of my kids' cars, any of my cars, anything, because I'm going to, you know. And so now I was just looking. I was just looking for any, any excuse for them to just do something so I can react, right, and, 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 and in a way that that wasn't cool, right? As Christians, we're called to, to be peacemakers, uh, you know, to, to find other options, right? And so um, here I am trying to justify it in my head because it started bothering me after. And this happened, like, over a year ago, right, over a year and a half ago. And so um, I was like, okay, well, Jesus wasn't necessarily a pacifist, you know, because this... Uh, his disciples were like, hey, so should we take, how many swords should we take? He's like, just take two. You know, so I was like, okay, so that means we can carry guns, right? And so in my head, that's just me justifying all these things, right? And so, uh, and, and I'm, I'm telling you, that I'm trying to be straight up, right? I'm not going to, but, you know, tone it down for you. But so I'm thinking all this nonsense, and, and, but at the same time, 
in my heart, I knew I was wrong. I knew I came at them wrong. I knew that I could have just talked to them about it. And these guys are like guys that i known for a long time, you know, especially one of them. Like we were on the same uh, fire crew when we used to do stuff with the Forest Service. And, and so I was like, man, I, you know, I started talking to my family about it. I was like, you know, they're like, why well, you always got to do that, dude? You always got to take everything to, you know, to another level. And you always mess up. And I'm just like, oh, all right. You know, and then some of my family was kind of cheering it on, like, yeah, that's good, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and I talked to a couple of pastors, they're like, well, you kind of were in the right, you know? So I'm like, okay. So it was, I had all these conflicting feelings about what I did, right? But why was I still feeling in my heart that I, I was in the wrong, that I could have came at them in a different way? That, well, that's because I could have, but yet I didn't. You know, I chose another route. I chose a route that, that, um, that I've been accustomed to as a kid. It was just like that survival route. It was just that, like, I don't even trust those people that ask you for signatures. Like, oh, we're doing this new thing. And it's just like, oh, really? I'm going to give you my first name, my neighbor's last name, my brother's address, my sister's birthday. And they never get the right signature from me. I'm serious, because I don't trust nobody. That's just my thing with trust. And, and so, um, so, so, uh, so anyways, a, a few weeks back, right? Actually, about no, it was about a, it's been probably about a month already. I think, or maybe three weeks ago, I just, man, they were, did everything to avoid me. And I, so I just finally just, I said, man, it's in my heart. I got I to gotta apologize. And so I went and I just went up to him and I'm like, hey, you know what? Hey, man. And he kind of like already knew. He was like, he's like, dude, I was hoping you'd come and talk to me. You know, he's, he's uh, and I'm like, I'm sorry about what I did. I know that I could have came at you guys and talked to you the right way. He's like, he's like, and he told me some things that I didn't even know. He's like, you know what? And he started kind of getting choked up. He's like, I feel like crying. He's like, because ever since I worked with you and we were, you know, doing this stuff with the Forest Service, he's like, I looked up to you, man. He's like, uh, you know, like you were a role model for me. And so when you came at me like that, like we didn't, we didn't know how to react. You know, I was kind of messed up over it. He's like, my brother was scared and he just didn't want to, he tried to, by all means, to avoid you because we didn't want no confrontation. And. I was just like, man, you know, and so I started even feeling more guilty. But the thing of him just like shaking my hand and his brother being like, hey, we're good, right? We're cool. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're good. You know, don't worry about it. And so that was just like a relief. I felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders because I was like, okay, this, this was something that kind of God was telling me to do. Like, I felt like he was just saying, you need to, you need to repent, you know, you need to repent. And, and repentance is, is, is not regretting repentance is turning away right so it's turning away from that violent attitude or turning away from from if you have like a porn addiction or you have a drug addiction it's turning away it's just not doing it anymore you know even if you may stumble along the way but it's just that's what he calls us for so it was I, I, there is reconciliation and repentance at the same time with with my neighbors um repentance on my part reconciliation on my part as well and on their part for them to even accept that apology because um they didn't have to and that was, I think, my biggest, my biggest fear was that they would say, hell no, we ain't going to accept your apology. And then I was already thinking, I'm just going to get more, man, I'm going to hit him. You know, I'm going to sock him because he didn't want to accept my apology. Because in my head, I'm serious, like, these are the stupid things that, that we think sometimes. And, and I'm just saying, like, guys, like, there's, it, it, it's just, you know, it, it's a funny testimony, I guess, but um, it, it was a big deal for me. And it's a big deal for me to admit because... Nobody, none of you guys are there to witness it, right? And so it's like, you, you know what I'm saying? So the things that, that you do as Christians when nobody's watching, is those are the things that really matter, and those are the things that are going to make you or, or, or break you in this walk, you know? So, 
Sagasse. Sir Joe for sharing. Um, as I was hearing, I just, I was reminded that like, man, we have two options. We could listen to, listen, stop, listen, and act on what the world wants us to do, right? And, and Sergio, you were so vulnerable in sharing that, right? Like you growing up, that's just part of your, your inner nature, right? Like you want to respond in that way. But I just love how God turned that for good. And I know we're going to be studying the life of Joseph at the retreat, right? That was Joseph's life, that God used what men wanted for bad and turned it for good. And the fact that you listened to that nudging feeling, I mean, yeah, like you said, reconciliation. And you have shown that family the way of God, that you don't have to act out in violence or anger, but that you can shake hands with someone who has hurt you and that you can be good. And that is just, that is what God invites us into. And so worship team, if you would come on up, that was such a beautiful way, way to end. Um, and I would just continue um, to invite you to be listening. Invite Jesus into this time. If you maybe didn't come up and share but you have felt that nudging, or maybe you haven't felt that nudging, open up your heart to Jesus even during this worship time. Ask him, what is it that you want to speak into my life, Jesus? And it may be scary. <laughs> you may be asked to do some big things, and it may be small, like turning around and seeing someone over your shoulder and feel that nudging to go pray for that person, and that may be uncomfortable. Um, but I just invite us in this time to just open up our hearts to Jesus, that we would stop, that we would have ears and a heart to listen and to act on that. Because I've, as you've seen, when you do, oh, life is so sweet. It is so sweet to act on what Jesus calls us into. <laughs>